I'm not even kind of looked at my glass half full. Mm-hmm. I've always looked at it just overflowing. This is Chelsea Schaefer, and this is season four of The Score. You all have listened to this podcast three quarters of a million times, and we are here in season four to bring you even more of what you love. Hey, everyone. This is Chelsea I am turning over the reins today of the score to Caitlin. She was at the timed event and the Bob Weiss Invitational. So she's got the interviews from Marcus Terrio and, of course, Manny Egusquiza and Corey Kuntz. But I'm going to stop in and let you know that this episode is sponsored by Fastback Ropes. Now, Fastback Ropes is the rope that has won the last two 12 and a halfs during BFI week. That is right. Hannah and Mike White won both ropings in 2020 and 2021. Hannah was heading with the Cobalt and Mike was healing with the Ultimate Four. We'll tell you more about both of those ropes on the commercial break. If you weren't at the Lazy E Arena in Guthrie, Oklahoma from March 11th through the 14th, then you definitely missed out on a lot of excitement from the Cinch Timed Event Championship and the Bob Feist Invitational. Hey guys, it's Caitlin Gustav, and I have taken over the score for this week. The weekend at the East started off with the 37th Annual Cinch Timed Event Championship. After the final round was complete on Saturday, March 13th, Poplarville, Mississippi's Marcus Terrio was crowned the Cinch Iron Man after knocking down 25 head in a time of 322.4 seconds worth $100,000. Then, once the timed event was complete, we watched some of the elite ropers in our sport pile into the Lazy E to compete at the 44th annual Bob Feist Invitational, where we watched as Manny Egesquiza and Corey Kuntz knocked down their sixth steer at high team back in 7 and 16 seconds to secure the win with a time of 46 and 48 seconds on six head, worth $150,000 for the team. To top off their weekend, Corey's 13-year-old Dunn Gelding remix won the heel horse of the BFI, which is the first time Corey has ever had a horse win that title. He's rode greats like Jackal and Switchblade, and none of them have won that title under him, so that was a huge feat for him. If you remember, Corey was in a major wreck on January 16th in 2020, which left his truck and trailer totaled and he lost his new Mount Rudy. And Remix was the only horse to come out of the accident, but he was pretty beaten up. Corey, with the help of the team at Outlaw Equine with Josh Harvey, fought hard to help bring Remix back to fighting shape. And after weeks of therapy on the Aqua Tread and the Walker, Remix came back better than ever before. And after this weekend at the Bob Feist, it definitely shows. To kick off this episode, we're going to listen to a special interview with the Cinch Timed Event Champion, Marcus Terrio. Man, I can't even put this to words. How are you feeling right now? Uh, I feel great. I'm very glad it's over. Uh, it is a fantastic event. And it's very fun, very overwhelming, but uh, this is one of the first years I've been glad it's over. Mm-hmm. And why Why are you glad it's over? Because <laughs> they give me the big check. <laughs> <laughs> yes. 
And speaking of the big check, you've been coming here for five times now. You've placed second a few times, correct? Uh, I won third once and fourth once and then fifth. Yeah. Been, been close. Yeah. And yeah. to come here and get it done. Yeah, I've been uh, I've been in the situation to win the deal twice. Probably uh, been in numerous times in the lead at the beginning and just – it, it seemed like every time something would fall apart and just just like today and on my last one in a trip and got a half hitch on the back leg that's so so one in a hundred tries mm-hmm. uh that's actually the first time i've ever had that happen to me and i've tripped for five years now mm-hmm. uh it was just just got to overcome them things i think that's that's why this is the iron man mm-hmm. and uh like you said it did come down to that steer tripping between you and Seth and Roger um, Paul. and Paul, Paul David Tierney, watching them go before you, your last man out, um, what was going through your head right there? Uh, well, I knew I knew before they ever went that mm-hmm. no matter what they did, I was going to have a chance to win first because I think I was 10 seconds in the lead, and I, I knew I was going to have a chance to win first no matter mm-hmm. what they did. I think that was kind of put me at peace a lot about it, and uh, I was just glad, glad when it was over. Glad to throw my hands up, and you know, it's just great feeling to be able to finally cinch this deal. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And we talked about it before. Your dad has been here multiple times. He's played second a few times here, and yeah. you got one over his head now and got the win how does it feel to to come to this prestigious event and knowing that your dad's been here before um and watching him compete here and now you're a champion here oh it feels great i uh used to come up here with him when i was little and warm the horses up and uh it's just we're getting to watch him compete and then getting him, him watching me compete I think we're both way more nervous watching than actually competing, but uh, it's a great deal. You know, it's just uh, it's one of them deals until you win it, it's will I ever win it. And uh, just to be able to win it, I feel very fortunate. And what was your preparation leading up to this event this year? Uh, I practiced tripping a lot. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I literally tripped more steers before this year than I have all the years. I mean, I probably tripped more steers in the last, last month than I have my whole, whole life. And uh, just, I practiced the other events a little bit, but definitely tripping was the main focus. Because, I, I mean, every time that's what's always separated me from my opinion winning this deal. Mm-hmm. I. I should have won it two other times by now, but just the tripping and it all boils back down to my fault, just not preparing enough for that event. Mm-hmm. And coming in, you had Shay Carroll heading and healing for you. Um, let's talk about his help here at the time event. Oh, he is he is great. Uh, he's done a great job for me the last two years. Uh, he actually, I think we've been clean on 19. No, clean on 18. I got a leg, and he got a leg in the same round the other night. And I, He said, don't worry about it. That was my fault. I wrote the leg and showed that to you. And he is just – he's so confident. He, he he texted me on the way over here, and he said, I hope you're ready to win this deal. And I said, yeah, I am. He said, well, this year we will win it. And just he's so confident. Yes, yes. I mean, Shay does have a good head on his shoulders. And to have him heading and healing for you, getting those shots done, that is – pretty lucky right there <laughs> yeah uh I, i'm convinced there's no position you can put him in where he's gonna panic and that is 
the world at this event is mm-hmm. not panicking. Yes, sir. And uh, you had Tyler Pearson helping you in the bulldogging, and I know you said you've kind of grown up around him, lived close to you. Um, talk about your guys' relationship and what he's done to help you in the bulldogging. Uh, whenever Tyler was in college, my dad had a pretty good horse, and he he would ride here and there, and he was just coming up and just <laughs> – I remember when I was little, he was one of the guys that was always cooler, that would actually, you know, have something to, you know, just didn't mind hanging out with a kid. And we've always been real close. And I, uh, when I when I was starting, I would go over there. He would always send horses for me wherever I needed them. And mm-hmm. we're very close and uh, just glad to be able to have some people that kind of helped me get my start here to help me on the big stage. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And, you know, we got to talk about it. You were leading the all-around standings in the PRCA for a while um, this season. Um, switching your mindset from the PRCA, you know, those starts are very different than here, and it, you know, it's not a marathon like it is here. How do you, how do you, I guess, your mindset going into, you know, PRCA stuff and then coming to the time event? Oh, it's just, you know, the PRCA, it's, you get paid for who goes the fastest mm-hmm. every time, and the team roping has gotten so fast these days it is literally go fast as you can if you make one mistake you hardly ever seem to win anything and uh this deal it's just you run so many head and the cattle are so tough they're they're great cattle but just just like you said the start so long anything can go wrong Mm -hmm. the arena's huge and uh when you run 25 head i don't care who you are you're gonna make mistakes Mm -hmm. yeah it's definitely a marathon here and you let's break down your runs um kind of what were your worst runs going into this event that, you know, now that's over? Uh, the second round in the trip and that steer step left, and I, I think I had some bleacher help telling my horse, whoa, and he was <laughs> a little early. And uh, the steer kept trying to get up, trying to get up. And finally, I, I smooched to him and got him back on the end of it, and then the steer took the tie. And just I was beating myself up because I did not know why I didn't smooch to him 10 mm-hmm. seconds earlier. And... That was that was tough, and then the one today uh, just got a half hitch on the leg. That's very unfortunate. And I, I was I was just like, whenever that steer was on the ground, I was like, God, I did I didn't do everything I was supposed to do right here, but it was supposed to work, and it's not working, and I don't know why. <laughs> yes, and uh, let's talk about best best run. What was your personal best run this week? Uh, I would have to go with the fourteen five and the tripping. That is. Uh, <laughs> I know that was by far not the fastest run here in the tripping, but it is an A-plus for me. Yes, yes. What was what was great about that run and talk about – break down that run for me. Uh, well, I uh, I scored good, and mm-hmm. I, I got my trip over there perfect. I actually didn't pull on the reins getting off. That's a big problem for me. Then I had a left-hand tie. I always miss my hooey, and I didn't miss my hooey. So there was a lot, a lot of facts in that run that I did, and I was pretty excited – first time I've kind of ever wanted to pat myself on the back <laughs> yes and uh, I know you know Clay Smith he was leading it going into round after round two round one and round two um, and I talked to him and his mindset you know was be aggressive go out the barrier kind of, what was your mindset were you trying to go out the barrier or safety up a little uh, bit I was just trying to get good on a starts I, I didn't I you're going to run them down there anyway, so I didn't really see no point in trying to drill the barrier. But you definitely want to get good starts or you just, you know, run your horses for no reason. But uh, I was just trying to be solid, just take my first shots, don't second-guess myself, and uh, that that I seem to do better in that, them situations when I don't second-guess myself. Mm-hmm. 
And you said that this is the biggest win of your career. I guess after this, what's next for you? Uh, well, I mean, as thousands of Cowboys, I would love to make the national finals. And uh, I guess that's the next goal, and then we'll be back here in a year for this goal again. And what do you think your preparations for next year is going to look like now that you've won it? You are the Iron Man. Yeah, uh, in a year from now, that won't matter. There's <laughs> 19 guys trying to get that position at the top. So uh, I would like to get better as a whole at tripping. I don't feel like I'm great. I feel like I drew really good this week and was able to get by. But uh, definitely I would like to get better at that. And just you, you got to stay practicing at all of them. It, mm -hmm. Like I said, in a year from now, it's it does not matter that I want it this year. Mm -hmm. And I got to ask, how how did you hold up mentally and physically? Um, it is a tough event right here, and your body's got to be sore. <laughs> uh, well, with the crew I got, I would I would kind of get down. I I would want to want to get negative, and they just refused to let me get negative. So mm -hmm. I about learned you you can't be negative with them, or it's not cool. But uh, <laughs> I'm pretty sore. Uh, the bulldogging, some of the my third share, I think, run pretty hard, and I hung it on him pretty, pretty hard down there. And it, I'm pretty sore. And then the tripping, I don't know why the tripping makes me sore. I don't know if everybody gets sore, just that <laughs> I'm doing it that wrong. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Well, Marcus, congratulations! You are the cinch Iron Man. Wow, that sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Marcus. Thank you. Hey, Chelsea again. As promised, we're gonna take a break from this episode to let you know about the Cobalt by Fastback Ropes. It's a perfect combination of poly and dyed nylon, resulting in a highly durable rope. It's medium in diameter and weight and will likely appeal to ropers who prefer more tip weight and less body or bounce. That is just like Hannah White, who just won the 12 and a half, $130,000 that she and Mike took home. This is the second year in a row she has headed with the Cobalt to win that roping. While Hannah wanted on the head side, of course her husband Mike wanted on the heel side. He was using the Fastback Ultimate 4 heel rope. The Ultimate 4 is a nylon polyester blend four strand rope with this unsurpassed durability. 35 foot, the heel rope is slightly longer than the head rope. Check it out, you can find it on all the major western retailers. And don't forget, check out fastbackropes.com. They've got a whole supply of ropes and they have sponsored the score. Since we started this show, we are so grateful for their partnership. Thank you to Fastback Ropes. Again, congratulations, Marcus, on being the 2021 Ironman. And now, you guys, enjoy the special interview with Manny Agasquiza and Corey Kuntz after they won the Bob Feist Invitational. All right, you guys, I am here with the 2021 champions of the Bob Feist Invitational, Manny Agasquiza and Corey Kuntz. You guys, it's over an hour past winning this event. How Now that it's kind of sunk in, how does it feel? You know, it's a great feeling. It's uh, sure enough an amazing feeling of accomplishment, you know. to This is a huge roping, tough setup, mm -hmm. big steers, strong, long score, all of the variables that play into making it difficult mm -hmm. uh, so that at the end of the day, the best team wins and feel so blessed that we're that team and yes, so pretty cool yes sir and manny those steers like Corey said steers were strong you had to let them out there running down 
tell me about that head horse and tell me about uh, running them down on six head. Oh, that head horse is special. He uh, he let me score him out there, and I didn't think I got great starts, but I got decent starts, and he let me go to him and catch him, and then um, and just he let me do it all day, and that's that's the key is all six all day. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And Manny, this has to be one of the biggest wins in your career. Am I correct? Oh yeah, this is the biggest one. <laughs> you were calm and cool going into that short round, high team back. Um, talk about your mental game right there. Uh, you know, I, I was peaceful all day. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't. I think is because I was prepared. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that I wasn't prepared before, but everything has to fall into place. Whether horse, partner drawing some steers, uh, staying focused. And I never did one time get nervous and worried. I just, I was just kind of in chill mode. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And Corey, you've been coming to the BFI. When, when was your first year? I believe it was 1990. 1990. And how many times have you won this event? This is my third. Your third. How, going in, like, just like Manny, you seem very calm going into that short round. Um, let's talk about your mental game and going in. You did not take any any slow shots right there. That first shot you had, you took it. Yeah, I uh, I get more nervous thinking that I might have to follow the cow two or three hops <laughs> than I, if I just get it over with. And so I, um, I don't know. I, I feel like when you have a run put together with your partner, um, just like he said, he didn't run up there and take extra swings. He roped out, stuck it on him. Mm-hmm. The timing of the run, we've done that a lot of times. And so when the steer come around and he was ready to rope, mm-hmm. that's where I roped. And so, you know, that's, I tried to do that all day. I think he did that all day. Mm-hmm. And then just so happened we executed on six in a row. And so yes, worked out good. Yes, sir. And, you know, we got to talk about it. it. You know, headlines used to be, Coons and the kid, Corey and the kid, you roped with Dustin Egeskiza, Manny, your younger brother, and now you guys partnered up. How did your guys' partnership come about? What made you want to rope here at the BFI? Well, we, uh, I was going over to Manny's and practicing a lot, just going and roping, and we're good friends anyway, and um, that that was, we were good friends way before I even knew who Dustin was and when he come about. And so uh, Manny probably had a lot to do with me and Dustin even roping together. Okay. And um, so through all of this, um, I'm practicing at his house and we're, you know, it's just kind of, we decided, well, shoot, we might as well rope together because I'm coming over here and roping all the time. And we're both kind of at the same stages of our life where, um, probably not going to go full time but as far as still competing at a high level and wanting to execute and wanting to work at it and make a living you know that's basically we want to pay the bills he's still got kids he's raising and they're at home and I'm uh, I've probably got maybe as little responsibility on me as I ever have but I I still got a lot on my plate and um, I you know I feel like I still rope at a real high level and want to win. Mm-hmm. And so I get up every day wanting to work at it. And, and uh, you know, me and Manny kind of in the same places in our life and same goals. Mm-hmm. And so it just worked out good to rope together. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And how about you, Manny? I got to say, Corey's one of my favorite healers of all times. He's one of my heroes. How cool, cool is it to have he, uh, him on the backside? Oh, he's been a hero of mine forever because I healed, you know, 
the first part of my career and mm -hmm. I looked up to him and what he did and the horses he rode and I can probably tell you all the heel shots he made on Iceman back in those <laughs> other yes. days but no it, it's a great friendship and he's one of my heroes and you know it, it's fun to have a partner that comes over and wants to work at it every day as much as I do and and uh, it, it's it, it it's cool I mean it's a it's a, it's a blessing really mm -hmm. And speaking of horses, Corey, we got to talk about Remix right there. He just won the top horse at the BFI, and man, he's got a story behind him. How cool is it to come here and win on Remix? It's really cool. Um, me and that horse have been through a lot together. I got him as a yearling. I broke him. He's. We've tried to kill each other <laughs> a lot of times, and uh, he's. He was a bronc. He's bucked. He's done lots of stupid stuff, and. Um, I just kind of kept weathering the storm, and and then I've rode him at some big stuff, and he's worked good, but he's never just seemed like he was all the way there, like he's still inconsistent, and just, well, he was in the wreck that I had a little over a year ago, and when I brought him back out of that, I don't know what changed, but he's been the best that he's ever been since getting him back 100%, and so, you know, it truly a blessing i never thought that he would be much more than just a good horse kind of mediocre mm -hmm. um he proved today that you know he's more than that and um winning the this is an uh honor that i've never won the heel horse of the bfi mm -hmm. and um so that's something that you know that's pretty cool to be able to put this trophy on the mantle and <laughs> and be able to look at it and know that remix got me there Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You know, you mentioned your wreck. I was going to talk about that. January 16th was the day that that happened in 2020. Um, you know, you lost your great horse, Rudy, and Remix had to battle back um, a lot just to just to be sound and healthy again. Um, you know, let's kind of talk about that and how you back, bounced back from that big, big wreck. Well, you know, that was a scary deal. Um, and then to lose a horse that... I felt like had a lot of future and uh, so that was a hard deal I lost a truck a trailer you know that that's been a sure enough a money pit um, ever since that happened and so but I've always um, I'm not even kind of looked at my glass half full mm -hmm. I've always looked at it just overflowing and um, so it, the wreck really didn't get me down any um, I just kept working and doing what I do and still putting in the, the effort and the time and still working at it and all of the stuff that I always did, I just kept doing. And mm -hmm. so it didn't ever kind of, I never had the poor me attitude mm -hmm. kind of thing and I just don't think that gets you anywhere. Mm -hmm. And so, um, but anyway, it is, for this to all come to this, this day and a big win mm -hmm. on him, on Remix that, um, there was little time there after that wreck where he wasn't even, he couldn't even put his head all the way down to the ground to eat off, mm -hmm. eat out of a tub on the ground. Mm -hmm. um, he wasn't walking even very good for a little while, and then he couldn't trot. And then he, you know, it's like, so it's he's come a long ways. And uh, uh, Josh Harvey, Outlaw Equine, all of that crew mm -hmm. did a lot to help me, you know, get through, get him back to where he was 100% ready to go. So mm -hmm. I owe them a lot too. 
Yes, sir. I know. I, I'm so glad Remix is sound and healthy and back in your string. And I know I love watching that horse go. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate it. Yes, sir. And Manny, we do got to talk a little bit more about that head horse. Um, What do you call that horse age? And, you know, to be able to run down six head like that, that is, that got, that horse has to be very athletic. Oh, yeah. He, you know, that horse is probably 15. Mm-hmm. And uh, Bubba Buckaloo raised him, and uh, Ivy Hurst actually pro rodeoed on that horse in the barrel racing for a while. I don't really know how many years. And then uh, the Wileys ended up with him, and then they were, you know, good enough to let me uh, ride him. And uh, and he's he's just so easy. Uh, he's nothing out of the ordinary. He ain't gonna run as fast as the fastest horse here. Mm-hmm. But he scores great, and he lets me take my shot, and my shot fits him. Mm-hmm. His his shot fits me, <laughs> and it's just a good team. I mm-hmm. mean, really, he he probably gets babied more than well, I don't know. He gets babied pretty good, like with the other ones. <laughs> Definitely. Definitely. And you know, going through, looking back in all six of those runs, were there any hiccups at all um, throughout my, the day? My second steer just looked so good and I was a little late and I never whipped I never I, I every time I've whipped I've actually missed mm-hmm. and me and my brother have a little deal like he's so good whipping and, and you know especially for these courts give him a little bit of encouragement mm-hmm. and uh, I don't know what happened but like I left the box and I look up like I'm looking at the cow I'm like he's getting further away and I'm already starting my swing so I just come out of my swing into a spank mm-hmm. and then it before he got to the BFI sign, he was kicking another gear in, and that was my my schooling him for the day. Uh-huh. After that, I didn't have to whip no more. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, he's a good one. He's 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 special in our family. You know, uh, that, that's a horse that my wife can ride, my kid can ride. Obviously, you can barrel race on him. We've never barrel raced on him, but he's a he's a special horse. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And uh, was your family here? Was your wife and your kids here? No, uh, actually, Cody, my boy, had a high school rodeo this morning, and mm-hmm. my wife took him over there. Anne Marie's 19, so she drove herself to the arena there at the Lone Star in Stephenville, and it, which is just about a mile and a half. And she was roping, so I, I was back and forth all day between roping here and on the phone with them, seeing how they did. And so, it, no, they didn't get to come this year. And uh, how old? You said your son's name's Cody, correct? Co- how old is he? Cody's 18, and my daughter Anne Marie's 19. And your wife's Candace. 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 And so you're, you know, your wife and your kids, they're gone. They're in Texas while you're here, but you're here competing against your brother. How cool is it to have your brother here and being able to compete against him and make it a family family event here? You know, it, it, I, I said it earlier, and I, I'm not saying it's – I feel comfortable because mm-hmm. I got a guy in my corner, and, and when you're roping against these guys, these guys are tough. Mm-hmm. And, and there's actually no socializing back here. Um, and when you have a guy that's literally on your team uh, wanting you to do good, it, it, uh, it, it means a lot. $150,000 for winning this event. What's that going to do for you right now? Oh, it's life-changing. For me, it's life-changing. This is uh, – well, I'll be paying some bills. <laughs> I don't know if I'll buy cows or anything, but I'll be dang sure paying some stuff off. Yes, <laughs> sir. $150,000 right now, Corey. What is that going to do for you? Well, um, 75000 my part, mm-hmm. plus I think we won the short round, which is another couple thousand, so mm-hmm. seventy-seven. 
I mean, it's going to make it easier to pay the rent for a little while, <laughs> you know. Um, I, there, there's a lot of things that I've, I've leased or rented a place mm -hmm. for a long time. I want to buy a piece of land. Mm -hmm. um, and so that I need to be able to build my own place so that I've got a place to, for me to work mm -hmm. and for me to be at home. Mm -hmm. And so that's, that's what some of this money is going to go towards. And um, try not to waste it. Mm -hmm. I feel like I've won a ton of money in my, in my lifetime, <laughs> and I have wasted a lot of it, I think. Um, which I've raised, you know, I've raised a family. Mm -hmm. I've, I've truly been blessed, but I'm not the best money manager probably <laughs> so i might get somebody that knows a little more than me to help me this time yes, sir. but no it's good it's it's a life-changing amount of money and then but it, it doesn't change what we do tomorrow mm -hmm. you get up and go to work again and keep doing it yes sir yes sir oh. kids you heard it from dog right here mm -hmm. learn from him <laughs> don't spend it all in one place there you go <laughs> yes sir and you know last question i gotta ask you guys are you guys gonna pro rodeo at all or are you you guys done you know we're gonna go to pro rodeos mm -hmm. um we might even go a little over the fourth of july or you know when the when the money's good and i'm just not interested in going full-time button heads the whole year long to mm -hmm. try to make the nfr now if we went in july and just kicked butt and things went great i mean i'm not saying i'm not giving a retirement speech mm -hmm. because we still as a team and we both rope for a living so we're not quitting by any means but our goals and kind of what we're after have changed a little bit and so you know i i don't look to go rodeo full-time mm -hmm. out trying to make the nfr um that doesn't mean we won't rodeo full-time in Texas mm -hmm. and the close stuff. And he's got, you know, responsibilities at home, and I just don't want to leave. Mm -hmm. I, I'm tired of driving. <laughs> so I'm, uh, I kind of like last year going to the amateur rodeos, you drive about three hours uh -huh. and come home. And so that, that sounds more fun to me. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Do you have anything out of that, Manny? No, I'm with him. It's, uh, yeah, it's whatever we decide to do uh i'm like him i don't want to have to be on the road the whole time i, I do have some responsibilities at home that mm -hmm. i got to be there for and you know yeah might go here and there and but where we live now uh, you know it's you get to go to something every week that's good not just okay it's good mm -hmm. and you're three hours from the house four hours at the most maybe five but yeah it's uh it's going to be a lot easier for a little while. Yes, yes, sir. yes sir. Awesome. Well, I know your guys' phones are blowing up. You've got a lot of people to talk to, but congratulations, you guys. I'm so excited for both of you. Thank you very Thank much. You. Thank you. Thank you. Caitlin, great job on this episode. Thank you so much for traveling and all the hard work you put in. And thank you to Fastback Ropes for sponsoring this episode, fastbackropes.com. They have long been our partners. They help us bring coverage all year to the sport of professional team roping and recreational team roping alike. We so appreciate it. Thank you to Terry and Coy and their whole crew. They are wonderful to work with. Fastbackropes.com. <laughs>